Super Talk Mississippi media production. Another huge November matchup for the Bulldogs is the Auburn Tigers. Let's go to the Welcome Home Beef Hotline and talk to my friend Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. Been covering them out on the plains for a long, long time. New coach, new look in Auburn, but you know Bo Nix still there. Tank Bigsby still there. How similar is this Auburn team going to look to what you saw a year ago, or, and how different is it going to look? Yeah, I think from a personnel standpoint, obviously there's some losses when you look at, you know, no Seth Williams, no Anthony Schwartz, no Eli Stowe. That's probably the biggest thing you'll notice on offense. It's going to look different in terms of what they do. Um, they'll be under center some. They're going to, you know, two tight ends, maybe three tight ends. There'll be some differences there. You know, defensively, it'll everybody's kind of multiple now. Uh, you bring in Derek Mason, and it'll be maybe a little bit more, you know, of a, of a three-four look at times, but. You know, from a personnel standpoint, not a big difference other than a few key transfers uh, for this team that I know they're hoping that can, can make an impact. But, yeah, it'll uh, look a little different. Uh, but, you know, the the thing for this team is is that you mentioned those two guys, Bo Nix, Tank Dixie. Those guys got to stay healthy for this team, I think. Uh, not a whole lot of depth behind either right now. I thought that Nix had one of his better games against Mississippi State uh, a season ago. That was a game where, you know, State had picked up a little momentum uh, late in the year, and and Nick's and, and the offense for for and, and Bigsby obviously was very huge in that game as well. When you look at Nick's this year, does it, does it sort of feel like a make or break kind of year for him? It, it's he's been the starter now for two years. Is it time for him to take his place as one of the top QBs in the SEC, or do you have to look at maybe making a move going into twenty twenty two? I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I think it's it's all depend on what you're asking your quarterback to be. Um, I think in this system, you're not asking your quarterback to be a guy that throws 40 touchdowns. It's just, you know, I think that's the thing that people have to maybe realize a little bit is that you're you're more playing in an Alabama system or even the Florida system for this offense. And um, it was probably more along the lines of what we've seen from Georgia quarterbacks the last few years, where you look up and you go, hey, you don't ask them to, to do a ton. And I think you look at it now. The biggest thing for me and, and Bo Nix is is that put him now in an offense where he can get to the line of scrimmage and now change a play, make a play call. Um, they can actually read a defense. You know, let's face it, under Gus Malzahn, it was basically if you run the football, run it successfully, then the passing game comes. But if you struggle to run the football, then there weren't a whole lot of options in the passing game. Bo Nix didn't have the option to come to the line of scrimmage and really change a bunch of things. And there was essentially one-person routes for a lot of the time. And so – I think you look now, and he's a guy that knows football. I think you let him go play. Um, the question is, do you have enough wide receivers or wide receiver experience to to really take advantage of that? That's why I think you'll see much more out of the tight ends for this team in, in 2021. You mentioned wide receivers. and We were talking just before we started on the air here about commitments. Big commitment for Auburn today from a former number one receiver in the country coming out of high school, Demetrius Robertson. This is his third stop along the way, went to Cal out of high school, transferred to Georgia. Now he's headed to Auburn. Is he a guy who can make an impact? Because I know the talent is there. Yeah, I think if you're Auburn, you're hoping that you give him the opportunity to to maybe be the number one wide receiver, and he takes it. I think you know he was that guy at Cal as a freshman. He hasn't really had that opportunity at Georgia. He's always been a second or third guy at Georgia. I think if you give him the opportunity to say, look, you're by far the most experienced player. I think Auburn has 30-some-odd receptions coming back from last year. He's got 92 career receptions. And so you look at him going, hey, we're going to give you the chance to be a number one guy. Uh, can you take it and run with it? He's got the talent 
can he step up to that challenge, I think is a big question mark. But you look at the physical side of things, Demetrius Robertson, one of the fastest guys in the country, he can be a game-breaker. But you look at he just averaged about 10 left yards of reception for his career. I think you give him an opportunity now to, to maybe be one of those big play guys for your offense and see if he can do it. Defensively, Auburn, I mean, it's it's Auburn. You know they're going to be good defensively. Derek Mason, one of the best defensive coaches in the country. But over the past few years, I mean, a lot of talent has made its way into the NFL. Auburn certainly recruited well through the years, but is this Auburn defense going to be up to that standard? Yeah, I think it, it all depends. You know, it all depends a lot of times on, on do you have a pass rusher. and You know, can the, can the Mississippi kid, uh, Derek Hall, can he become – that guy off the edge for this defense. I think that's what you've got to have nowadays, too. Um, because if you don't get pressure with four, then you're in trouble. Uh, and I think that's the key for this team. Now, obviously, you've got to slow the run down and, and force teams to throw the football. And I think you look at Colby Wooden and you know, Zacchaeus Walker coming back, two young guys, a uh, couple of guys in the middle. Um, you know, I think I think they've got some talent. you got two linebackers coming back in, in Dakota McLean and Owen Poe that are both really talented uh, can run, have gotten bigger and stronger, added some key pieces in the secondary. But I think you look at it, and for me, it's uh, it's going to depend on that pass rush. Can you create pass rush with four? Um, I, I think they'll have a chance to do that. they got some depth, but uh, it'll look a little bit different. But, you know, you look in the, the, the Achilles heel, even with Kevin Steele, as good as they've been on defense the last few years, has been with an Alabama, with a Florida, with an LSU, with teams that said, hey, we're going to spread it out. We can still run it, but we're going to put our best wide receiver, Devontae Smith, we're going to put him in the slot and match up with a nickel and make you adjust. Getting more cover guys on the field is imperative. Hey, you play a team like Mississippi State, the more cover guys you got on the field, the better off you are. And, and that's what Auburn was able to do a year ago. And, and, and they were able to get after Will, Rob, Will Rogers. They were able to force a couple of turnovers that were key in that game and really limit Mississippi State offensively in that game. State, I think, only had 240 yards of total offense, and that was coming off of the Egg Bowl where Will Rogers had just set the single-game passing record for that for that rivalry. This Auburn team, you know, I can't imagine that you thought when you, you were watching them play Mississippi State that that was going to be the last game that Gus Malzahn was ever going to coach at Auburn. You know, how have they taken to Brian Harson at this point? Do you feel like the program is in a, in a good place mentally? I think, I think when you look at the, the changes in – and strength and conditioning that they've done. Um, I think the the spring went really well with the staff. I think all those things are in place. To me, it's a matter of getting a little momentum. They're starting to get a little momentum in recruiting. Uh, can you take that into a season and get some early wins? That, you look at this this team, and I think I think they've taken to a new coach. Normally, there's a new air of excitement. I think there's excitement around the program from the fan base. But you look and go six games in the season, you will have already played at Penn State at LSU and Georgia at home. Um, we'll know a whole lot about this team after six games next year. And, you know, I won't say it makes or make or break a season, but, man, that's a that's a big opportunity for this team. You go out there and win a couple of those games to set yourself up for maybe a big first year, and then you get a lot of momentum built. This is a, a series that's been pretty competitive over the past decade. When you when you look at it, you know Auburn's won two in a row, but State has won its share of, of games against the Auburn Tigers. For for me, it, it, this is a game that sort of helps define Mississippi State season. If they can beat Auburn, that's probably a really good season at Mississippi State. They're going to win seven, eight, maybe even nine games. When you lose to Auburn, it's a, it's a game that you know you, you're going to struggle to get to six because you you can't count it as a win. But at the same time, you'd like to have it as a win. 
How do, how do Auburn fans view this series? And, and do, do within the program itself, do they say this is a game we can't lose? Yeah, I think the first thing you look at it is you know what it's going to be every year, yeah. which is going to be a tough physical football game. That's the way Mississippi State, Mississippi State and Auburn, how kind of they're they're kind of developed universities the same way. They're both kind of that land grant, uh, turf grass, you know, agriculture. Ty- They've always kind of had that kindred spirit a little bit, and I think they they know what to expect from each other. I think for Auburn, you know what to expect from Mississippi State, which is, you know, this defense is going to be much better. I think you, you saw it even with, you know, Mike Leach. It hasn't been known for his defenses in the past, but you know, Mississippi State, you're going to get that mix. And I think if you're Auburn, you look at it and go, yeah, knowing that you've got Alabama, you got LSU, you got Texas A&M, you got Georgia, you know that. Yeah, it's a game you can't afford to lose. I don't. I don't imagine you go back through history and find many Auburn teams that contended for championships that lost games to anybody other than maybe one of those two, and and you can't afford but about two of those anyway. So yeah, I think you look at it as as if you want to have the season that you hope, that's a game you got to win. It's interesting playing the last two years playing Auburn so late in the season. Normally, that's a game that's sort of in the middle of the year, and like I said, it sort of sets the tone. Uh, for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens this year uh, when Mississippi State travels to Auburn uh, in November. Jason Caldwell, Inside the Auburn Tigers, man. Always great to talk to you. I'll see you at Media Days, buddy. Absolutely. Sounds good. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.